This is Jacob Emerson with the Becker's Payer Issues podcast. Here's your biweekly industry news briefing as of May 31st. Medicaid work requirements were not included in a debt ceiling deal between President Joe Biden and House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. President Biden has said he would not consider Medicaid work requirements that affect people's health care in a deal to raise that debt ceiling. That deal would have included those requirements where Medicaid beneficiaries would have needed to work, a volunteer, or be part of a work program for 80 hours per month for those ages 19 to 56 with certain exceptions. The House is expected to vote on a final deal uh, tonight at the, on May 31st. The Congressional Budget Office estimated the Medicaid work requirement proposal would result in an estimated 600,000 people losing coverage and would save the federal government $109 billion over the next decade. It also said the proposal would have a negligible effect on employment status or hours worked by people who would be subject to the work requirements. Well, with Medicaid redeterminations underway nationwide, CMS is urging states to ensure they do not terminate coverage for eligible individuals. Daniel Tsai, CMS Deputy Administrator and Director of the Center for Medicaid and CHIP, said during a May 30th call with reporters that a substantial portion of the terminations that we've seen in April were due to folks not responding or red tape. Discussions with on-the-ground stakeholders indicate that most Medicaid enrollees were not aware that Medicaid eligibility checks have restarted. In Florida, Arkansas, and Indiana, which began terminations in April, more than 80% of those disenrolled so far saw their coverage terminated because their information was not updated with the state, not because they were ineligible for the program based on income. Mr. Size said CMS is monitoring state Medicaid programs to ensure compliance with federal rules and said the agency would have more complete national data around the process in early summer. He urged states to do additional outreach to unresponsive individuals before terminating coverage and to take advantage of new tools and flexibilities during the unwinding period. Well, North Carolina legislatures have approved a bill that would allow Blue Cross Blue Shield of North Carolina to reorganize and add a new parent company. The state Senate approved that bill on May 30th, and it now heads to Governor Roy Cooper's desk for his signature. That bill allows Blue Cross of North Carolina to create a new deregulated holding company to which it could move assets. The bill would move the parent holding company to invest and acquire other healthcare companies with less oversight from the state insurance department. The legislation is necessary because Blue Cross is subject to, quote, outdated and overly restrictive regulatory rules that prevent it from competing with other payers. That's according to the company's board chair, Ned Curran. North Carolina's insurance commissioner, Mike Causey, opposed curbing oversight to the company's investments. He said the bill is a, quote, sure way to raise health insurance premiums for Blue Cross policyholders. A Blue Cross spokesperson said nothing in the bill would cause premiums to increase. And finally, Illinois lawmakers have passed legislation to create a state-run health insurance exchange. That legislation is supported by Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker, who allocated $10 million for startup costs for the exchange in his proposed budget for the upcoming fiscal year. That legislation, which passed May 26th, would move the state to a state-based ACA exchange using the federal platform for 2025 and a fully-based exchange for the 2026 plan year. Illinois would become the 19th state to operate its own ACA exchange, joining 17 other states plus Washington, D.C. that have opted to run their own over the federal marketplace. Georgia is the most recent state to pass legislation to create its own state-based exchange as well, which is pending approval from CMS. If you'd like the latest payer and healthcare industry news delivered to your inbox every morning, subscribe to the Becker's Payer Issues e-newsletter on our website at beckerspayer.com.